What's up, Coastal Community Church? How you guys doing Sunday morning? You guys doing good? Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is CJ. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're glad that you're joining us today here in person. And can we give it up for all those that are watching online with us here today, our extended coastal family? Man, we miss you guys. We can't wait for you to join us back in person here soon as we continue to add services and make room for you. Man, we can't wait for you to be back. We have been in a series over the last couple of weeks called Apparently, and uh, this series is all about family. This series is all about parenting. This series is all about how do you raise uh, uh, and how do you create a, a home that is biblically centered in life. And, and I want to remind you guys that this whole series came about because during our Tuesday Night Lives, during quarantine, we kept asking, hey, what is it that you want to hear about? What are the subjects that, that you want us to address in church? And overwhelmingly, we heard, will you please talk about parenting? Will you please talk about family? Will you t please talk about the dynamics of family relationships? And so you asked for this series, and so if you don't like it, it's your fault, okay? I'm just letting you know that. It, it's, it's on you because you're the ones that asked for this, and, and I don't claim to be an expert in any of this, this stuff. Shayla and I have completely and fully explained that, but we believe that God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to our families, and he wants to, he wants to help us and encourage us in our parenting, in our homes, in our families to live with some values. And this whole series came about because I saw this word apparently, and I, I, I thought, well, that's how a lot of us approach parenting. It says, apparently now I'm a parent, and uh, I, I guess I just, I just kind of do this. And a lot of us, we go into parenting, and we're just kind of guessing, and we're coming up with, well, my parents did it this way, so I guess I'll do it this way, or my parents did it this way, and I totally don't want to do it that way, and so I'll try a different way. And, and here's what I know, is if we are are not intentional when it comes to parenting, uh, we will never hit the mark. And I think it's important that we are intentional, that we are laser focused, that we are about how are we going to raise up our children? How are we going to raise up the generation so that they not only love God, but they pass that on to the next generation? And how are we going to build our homes with intentionality in that way because I think God has a lot to say when it comes to parenting I think God has a lot to say when it comes to relationships I think God has a lot to say when it comes to how are we raising our children and here's what I know parenting is 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 not the easiest job in the world like parenting is difficult I heard people say all the time you know a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job on the planet I heard that for years and years and years and years and I would say that as well I would say that but I had no idea until we got a child in our home and my wife was home and I would come home and she'd be like here is the child she just hand them to me and, and she'd be like I just need an hour and after an hour I'm like I see why you need an hour because after 20 minutes, I was ready to hand them back to you, you know, and it's, why? Because parenting is hard, and so many times we think when it comes to parenting, we shouldn't have to ask for help, like asking for help is a sign of weakness, but I would submit to you that asking for help is a sign of wisdom, and I think the greatest help we can get is from God's word, and God wants to help us, and he wants to speak to us, and he wants to lead us and guide us as parents, and so today, I want to talk to you about three universal parenting truths and I believe that God is going to speak to us today. These are three timeless parenting truths that he wants to speak to us. If you're taking notes today, number one is this. Parenting is hard work. Come on, parents. Can I get an amen? 
Come on, all of you that are watching online, you're like, just go ahead and type amen right there. Parenting is hard work. And listen, kids, if you're in here, if you're watching online, students, if you're watching online, it's not because you're a pain or because you're difficult. It's because you're human. And human beings are difficult. And therefore, raising a human being is a difficult and, t and hard task that we have. And here's the thing, parent or kids, you should, you should wake up tomorrow and you should make your parents breakfast. You should wake up tomorrow early and clean up the house before they get up just to say thank you for all that your parents do for you because they do so much for you in life. And I know there's some teenagers thinking, well, I just raised myself. No, 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 no. You're the most difficult of them all. You give them the greatest headaches in life. And so, man, you should be grateful and you should be thankful to your parents because parenting is a lot of hard work. Do you know that the first year of having a child, that child while he is from zero to one years old, the average mother will lose so much sleep that it will take her a minimum of six years to make up for lost sleep. Parenting is hard. The average child from zero to eight thing, 18 will cost a parent a minimum of $285,000. And that's on the cheap end. Like kids in Parkland, they cost at least three quarters of a million or more. <laughs> right? Parenting is hard. It's expensive. And it, it, God said from the very beginning, you know what, it's going to be d difficult. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, it says, To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. He says, man, the process of giving birth is going to be a painful thing. I don't know what that's like, but I've heard that that is difficult. And not only is it going to be difficult in the process, but he says, the pain that you bring pain in bringing forth your children as you're raising your children you know what it's not just the pain of birthing them there is going to be a pain as you're bringing them forth in age as they're progressing in life there is going to be some difficulty there's going to be some pain it's going to be hard in life now here's the problem with our society today if you're not careful here's what will happen you'll think parenting is hard for you but it's easy for everyone else because what happens is we live in a day and an age of social media. We live in a day and an age where everybody is posting their highlights rather than their realities. And what will happen is, is you'll look at your child and look at all the difficulty you're going through. Then you'll jump on social media and you'll see the perfect family picture and you think, like, I am such a failure. What you fail to realize is that that family took 2,000 photographs to get that one. That they were bribing their children before that. They were threatening spankings with their children. They were doing all all kinds of things to get that one perfect post. We have a photographer right down here in the front row. She will testify to what I am saying. Right there, you just got it. But a lot of us, we think, well, they're perfect and I'm a failure. No, 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 no. Parenting is hard. It's tough work. Let me encourage you, parents. Raising children is a person's greatest labor. It's going to be your greatest work in life, but it's also a person's greatest legacy. Your greatest legacy is going to be found in your children. And I know it's hard, and I know it's difficult, but you are raising your greatest legacy. And listen, parents, one day you're going to miss these days. 
One day you're going to go, I wish it was back at this period of time. You know, this time right now where it's really frustrating and it's really difficult and it's really hard because they're ornery and they talk back to you and all. Like, one day you're going to miss these moments. Embrace the work. Embrace the work. I love what Andy Stanley says. I read this years ago. I'm actually going to put it up on the screen. He said, the purpose of your life might not be something you do, but someone you raise. Parents, your greatest legacy might be that child right now that you are raising in your home. In fact, Psalms 127 verses 3 and 4 says this, children are a heritage from the Lord. In other words, children are your greatest legacy, offspring a reward from him. Do you realize that your children are a reward? Some of you, you think that they are a curse. No, no, no. God says, man, they are a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. What, it, what, what the Bible actually says is that, is that man, children are, are like an arrow. They're, they're this. And the goal of every parent is, is that one day you will launch your children out into this world and the goal for every parent is is that you would raise your child and you would you would help your child not to have any curves in their arrow but that their arrow would be straight that it would be pointed that it would be accurate that they would not miss the mark in life and because here's the thing there is a mark in life Kyle can you help me out here real quick this in fact we're just going to do some target practice right here in church if that's okay with y'all and so uh Here's the deal. We're just gonna we're just gonna shoot some arrows, and we're gonna shoot it right back there at the soundboard. So you guys ready? So the goal is is right. You want to pull back and you want to release that that child in life. Because here's the goal: your kids are not supposed to stay with you for the rest of your life. You are a steward of them. The goal is not that you keep them for the next seventy six years, but at eighteen you release them into this world. And here's the deal: if this arrow is not straight, you know what it's gonna do? It's gonna miss the mark. And if I were to pull back right now, and I were to shoot this thing right here, and it were to go off the mark, do you know what it would do? It it would cause a lot of damage to a lot of other people, wouldn't it? Like, it would hurt some of you. But the goal for all of us is to work hard so that we, when we pull back, and listen, before you make progress, there's a lot of things that it feels like as a parent you're going backwards. It's like, why do I feel like I'm repeating this over and over again? Why? Because you're getting the motion into play. Just so you all know, this arrow isn't hooked into this. It's in my hand, okay? I'm not going to kill anybody today. Some of y'all are freaking out. I see kids back there like, what? Stressing you out. But the goal is is, is that as we pull back, as we're building that in, as we're going over and over again over those things, and we're working hard to get the motion that eventually will release them into life. And they will hit the target of this thing called life, and they will raise children themselves, and they will get married, and they will be successful in following after the things of God. I know it's hard work. But right now what you're doing is you are making an investment into your greatest legacy in life. Parenting is hard work. Number two, parenting involves leading. 
Parenting involves leading, and I know this is controversial in today's day and age because so many people think, well, kids should just be able to do whatever they want. Kids should be able to make their own choices, and we should just be there on the sidelines. Yay! Hercules, Hercules, right? We should just be celebrating them when they're farting at the table or burping or whatever it is. Like, we should, we should just let them go do whatever, we, whatever they want. But as you wa- watch what God's Word says, He says, no, 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 that's not actually how it's supposed to be working. We're not supposed to be just cheering on the sidelines. We're actually supposed to be leading them. And I found this quote this week that rocked my world. It's from Edward, Duke of Windsor, and he says this. He says, the purpose, no, 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 that's not the quote. That's not Edward, Duke of Windsor. Here it is. It said, the thing that impresses me most about America is the way that the parents obey their children. Come on, just let that sink in here for a second. People from other countries come here, you know, you know what impresses them? Is how good we are as parents at obeying our children. Ouch. So what are we called to do? We are called to lead our children. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. In fact, the first four verses of Ephesians chapter 6 is all about parenting and raising children. Verse 4 says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. He says, instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. We have to lead our children, particularly parents. We have to lead in two different ways. We have to lead in training, and then we have to lead in instruction. And those are two very, very distinctly different Things And let me put it in this analogy. Let me put it in a sports analogy. Uh, what happened is, is, is I played football. And every year, we would have a season where we would have training and conditioning. And we would start practicing twice a day. We'd go out, we'd run, we'd practice the fundamentals of blocking and tackling. We would start to learn the plays of our offense and defense. We would go through the different scenarios of what would happen. We would make sure our positioning was correct. And we were conditioning and training for the eventual day where we would get to game time. And here's what happened is that coach throughout that entire time was training us, conditioning us so that when we got to the game his job did not end there all of a sudden when we got to the game what he was doing is he was instructing us throughout the game as we were actually performing like it was real life and helping to correct and guide us okay okay you're off you need to you need to get in a different position you're not in an athletic position how do we adjust in this moment and so what was happening is 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 we had training on one side and then instruction on the other and what happens for most parents is they're good at one of these or the other they're either really good on training on the front end and then they never instruct or what happens is they let their kids go out there and then they're constantly giving them instructions without any training You know what happens in both those scenarios? The children get exasperated. They get frustrated because they don't know what they're supposed to do. And it's our job as parents to lead in both aspects, to lead both in the training and in the instruction. We are to train in the beginning and we are to instruct in the middle. And this is what good parenting does. And so here's the question, parents. Are you leading your children, or are your children leading you? Here's why. Because in today's society, so many children are leading their parents, and it's no wonder our society 
is jacked up and messed up. Parents, let me challenge you in some areas that I believe we should be leading in. One of them is we need to lead our children into a healthy routine. We need to lead them into a healthy routine. One of the greatest things you can do as a parent is to create a healthy routine. Why? Because a healthy routine creates safety and security in your child. The greatest thing you can do for your child is to create safety and security. And so what you do is when you create a routine, you're putting them on a path towards health in their life. And, and there's a lot of people that won't get this. And they will not let their children get healthy because they will not put the routines in place that create health in their children's life. And here's the question. And Shayla, Shayla posed it last week. Who are you going to allow to create the routine in your child's life? Somebody is going to create a routine for them. Is it going to be social media? Is it going to be Broward County school system? You see how good they are. Sorry, all you educators. It's not your fault. <laughs> or are you as a parent going to lead your children into a healthy routine? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from this. This is less about telling them and more about showing them. It's about training them up in a routine. This is when we wake up in the morning. This is when we do devotion. This is how we pray. This is how we sit at the dinner table. This is how we respond to adults. This is how we have healthy conversation. This is what we do in these moments. This is how we get ready for bed. This is, and we're constantly, constantly training them and leading them towards a routine in their life. And I know some of you will get frustrated frustrated by this verse because you have children that are in high school or they're college age or they're a little bit older and they have departed. And I want to encourage you parents, continue the healthy routine. Continue to let them see you doing the things that you've always talked about in life. And I promise you, they will come back from that thing. I am a product of that. And I know we've been in a weird and different world with corona and quarantine and pandemics, but we have got to create good and healthy routines for our children. Decide when we are going to do devotions as a family. Decide when you're going to eat meals together. Decide what time they're going to go to bed. Decide how much screen time is enough screen time. Decide what time you're going to pray together. Why? It's important for you to make these decisions because if you let your children make the decision, they are creating their own boundaries. Don't let your children set the routine. Be a parent and set the routine. Listen, routines should not create stress. They actually reduce it. Why? Because they're no longer worrying what's going to happen. They know exactly what's going to happen. When it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Why? Because you have already created the routine for them in life. And if you do the right things long enough, you'll eventually get the right results. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 17, it says, Discipline your children. This means you need, you need to create some, some boundaries where there's a reality, where there's consequences to decisions in life. I know that this is controversial. There's no consequences to decisions. Everybody gets a trophy. But real life, there are consequences to decisions. Teach your children that at a young age. 
That's the problem today. It's like, oh, we can't discipline. No, do time out. Give them a spanking. Take away the screw. Whatever it is that helps your child understand that there are consequences to the decision. It is our job as parents to lead them into healthy routines, which means when we break a routine, there is consequences to that. I know it's, it's, it goes against society today. But what loving parent does not discipline their child? In fact, that's what God says. It's not what TJ says. That's actually in God's word. A loving father will discipline his children, which is why when we screw up, God disciplines us. And if our heavenly father embraces discipline in life, don't you think we should? Figured that would get kind of quiet right there. Listen, our lives are the results of our routines. So parents, if you don't like what your children look like right now, you can't blame the school board. Can't blame the government. You can't blame the church because we just opened up. They're a result of the routines you've had. And so if you want something different moving forward, maybe it's time to create some healthy routines right now. And I think the reason we don't do this is because most of the time we parent with the next 20 minutes in mind instead of the next 20 years. We're trying to solve the problem right this second. I want them to stop being annoying right now instead of realizing that this isn't about the next 20 minutes. This is about the next 20 years. And I want them to create healthy patterns in their life. And it is my responsibility as a parent to lead them in that. And so we have to lead them to healthy routines. I, I want to encourage you parents, lead your kids into genuine faith. They should be learning faith from you. They should learn how to pray from you. They should learn how to have faith from you. They should learn how to read their Bible from you. They should, they should learn the gospel from how you live your life out. I am a product of my stepfather George's faith. I saw him live his faith out on a daily basis, whether I wanted to participate in it or not. There was no option for me not to be involved in it because he was going to get me up to pray. He was going to get me up to read the Bible with him. He was going to live it out on a daily basis when things were not going well you know what we were going to do in that moment we were going to pray and trust God when things were going well we were going to be generous and trust God we were constantly being brought up in an environment where it wasn't about what my stepdad said it was about how my stepdad lived listen your children don't need a motto to say they need a model to follow they need to see you leading the way not with just words, but with your actions. And your, your children are looking to you. And listen, your parents are not always going to get it right. My parents totally did not get it right. But you know what I've always seen? I've always seen a consistency in their lives when it comes to this area. And they're going to have their screw-ups and they're going to have their mess-ups. You know what you need to do, kids? You need to realize that they're learning right now. Don't hold it against them. They're doing the best job that they can. And again, I want to encourage parents that are coming from blended families or broken families. Listen, you can have a profound impact on your children or somebody else's children when you embrace them that way. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 8, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. It says, impress them on your children. Know who it's referring to. It's referring to you. It doesn't say church, impress them on your children. It says, parents, it's your job to impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Listen, if you want to know all about this verse, go back and watch last week. Shayla slayed this verse. You want to know what the importance of genuine faith is in your child's life? Go back and watch last week's message. But in other words, what this verse is saying is it's saying find any means necessary to talk about, show, uh, to help your kids get the, the idea that God is the most important thing in your life. This is ultimately our responsibility as a parent. And my hope for my child, and I'm not trying to be arrogant, my hope for my child is that he will have the faith that his father has, that he will have the hope that his father has, that he will love his family like his dad loves his family, that he will love his life, his wife like I love Shayla, that he will trust God the way his dad trusts God, that he will give God the first 10% like his dad gives God the first 10%, not because I'm arrogant, because I want to impress my faith into his life. I want him to emulate my life because I am showing him the way. And listen, I'm not telling him instructions on how to live. I'm showing him a lifestyle, what it looks like to live for God. And we see this in, in this verse from Paul. He's talking to his disciple Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.5. He says, I remember your genuine faith. My hope is that every one of our kids will say that about our lives. Man, I see, I see their genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continue strong in you. Here's the thing. Last week, Shayla talked about generational curses. I believe that there's a generational blessing that comes when you have genuine faith. What happens is you pass it down to your children, and your p children pass it down to their grandchildren, and they pass it down to their great-grandchildren, and all of a sudden, you've taken something in life, and you've created a blessing that's a lineage from generation to generation. We got to lead our children into genuine faith and just as importantly, I think we need to lead our children into enjoying family time. So important that we do things with our children, that we make family a priority, that we have movie nights, that we have dinner nights, that we have game nights. Because those are the things that your children are going to remember in life. Listen, your children are never going to remember that night that you had to go to the office and that issue that was very pressing. They're never going to remember those moments. But you know what they will remember? That night that you said, hey, I'm not going to go to the office. And you sat around with them and you had deep and impactful conversations. Why? Because life is not measured in minutes, but it's measured in moments. It's measured in those moments that we create. And we have to be intentional as parents to create those moments. But here's the thing. It does take a lot of minutes to create those moments takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of investment. And I just want to speak to dads real quick because the statistics on, on fathers in America is shocking to me. Cornell University, Ivy League University did a recent study on how much time a parent, a father spends with his children. The average father in America gives his child 
undivided attention, that means not the TV, not sitting at the dinner, but giving their child undivided attention, spends an average of this seven minutes a day with this child. That's less than an hour a week. What's even crazier is if that child is a toddler, they found out that he gives that child about 37.7 seconds a day. You know what we do? And this is on all of us. We've all been guilty of it. Is Instead of giving them that time, what we do is we shove a phone in their face or an iPad in their face or we turn on the TV and we're making a decision at that time to allow somebody else to raise our children. Listen, I'm not against those things. Those, those things aren't bad in and of themselves, but who is raising your children? There needs to be a period of time where everything gets turned off, and we have these amazing things that they used to have all the time called conversations, where you sit eye to eye, and you actually speak to one another, and you listen to one another, and you hear the realities of what is truly happening in your child's life. And with that, you might honestly not want to do five sports at a time and seven hours of dance every night with your daughter. I mean, there's just some things you're going to have to say no to, to say yes to. And every time you say yes to something, you know what you're doing? You're saying no to something else. Psalms 39, 6 says, we are merely moving shadows. We're like two ships passing in the night. That's what family is like most of the time. And, and, and you might be too busy if you yell to your kids, it's time to eat, and they jump in the car. Just saying, parents. He says, all of our busy rushing ends in nothing. It says nothing, like it never served any purpose whatsoever. And I've done a ton of counseling. Nobody ever comes in and sits down with me and said, you know what, all of my issues began when my dad didn't let me play that additional sport. Like all of my issues began when, when I was doing a, a rhythmic dance and they wouldn't let me do ballet. You know what they say, they, they, the issue is, I never really knew my dad. I never really felt loved by my mom. Everybody wishes they would have had more time with their parent. Ecclesiastes 4, 6, it says, maybe so, but it's better to have only a little with peace of mind than to be busy all the time with both hands trying to catch the wind. Listen, parents, we've got to be intentional in leading our families to having family time, family dinner nights, family game nights, not letting other things trump what we value most. Why? Because parenting is hard work, and parenting involves leading, but ultimately what parenting needs is parenting needs God's grace. And we need God's grace in all this because, honestly, we can't do it on our own, and God never designed us to lead our families on our own. And I know some of you are so frustrated right now because you've had your kids home for the last seven months, and you've been tasked with homeschooling. You're, you're not an educator. You've been tasked with being around them all the time and juggling your job and juggling schooling and juggling all the curricular, extracurricular activities. And, and you're just like up to your eyeballs right now, and you're like, when is this going to be over? And here's what I know is that when we are the weakest, that's where God becomes the strongest. 
And God wants to intervene, and God wants to help you be a great parent. We, we read Psalms 123, verses 3 and 4, and it's talked about the fact that children are a heritage to the Lord, that they are a great legacy. But the verses before that, actually in verse 1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And listen, unless God is involved in our parenting, man, it is worthless, it is meaningless, it is missing the mark in life. And God wants to get involved in our lives. And I have a, a great news for you. God's grace wants to be sufficient for every single one of our parenting needs. It's why we need it so much in life. And, and I heard God speak to me this week and he said, hey, Pastor TJ, here, here's what you need to know. You need to know that there are some parents right now that, that they, they have been facing two options in life. And a lot of them have embraced option one and it's this. Can I borrow that right there? You got that all right? Yep. They've embraced the weight of guilt. A lot of parents walk around with mom guilt, with dad guilt, with failure and relationship guilt. And I don't know about you, but this is a 73-pound kettlebell, and like guilt gets heavy. It seems like, oh, I can handle this for a moment, but the longer it sits on you, the heavier it gets. And you and I, we were never designed to carry the weight of guilt. And for so many of us, we walk around guilty, 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 guilty. We, we listen to a series like this and, oh, I'm such a failure. I, I should have done this. I could have done that. I, I wish I would have. We have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and, and we just feel so, so heavy. And God says, you know what? You were never designed to carry that weight. In fact, I made a way where there was no way so you wouldn't have to carry the guilt in this life. And so we can, we can choose the option of guilt or we can choose the ultimate gift of grace. Where God says, this is sufficient for you. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done or how bad you've screwed up or how bad you've messed up. There is a grace that is available for your life. And there's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to achieve it besides just accepting it as a gift from God. And I believe that today God wants to gift a lot of you, this gift of grace, he says, man, it's time to put down the weight of guilt because this guilt, you know what it turns into? It turns into shame. And the moment that it turns into shame, it starts to become your identity. I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I'm a terrible parent. I'll never be enough for my child. And God's, no, 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 no. With me, you're more than enough. 
With me, you're more than a conqueror. With me, man, I can help you build your home. And those that labor with me will not labor in vain, but they will see the work of God come into their life. And I'm just here to tell you, parents, that the thing that you need more than anything else is God's amazing grace is more than sufficient for your lives. And what I want to do here today is I just want to pray for every parent that's in this room. I want to pray for every parent that's watching online that, that we would embrace this gift and that, that God would, would bless your parenting and your family today. And so, God, we come before you and we thank you that, that you have given us this incredible work of being a parent. It's not an easy work. It's not a light work. It's actually a very, very heavy work. But you didn't give us this work to do in our strength. But God, you said my strength will come and be strong in your weakness. And so God, I pray right now for every parent that has been experiencing the mom guilt or the dad guilt or the, or the parent guilt, that they, they are not sufficient. God, I pray that you would envelop them right now in the name of Jesus with your grace, that they would realize that you are more than enough for their situation, that anything that has happened in the past, you have the ability to transform in a moment. And I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding would cover their hearts and their lives right now. God, that you would begin to strengthen them from the inside out. God, that you would give them the fortitude and the energy and the passion to raise their children in a way that will, will help them be launched into this world and hit the target of life. God, that, that you would help them to be, to be the the patriarchs of their home that are instilling authentic and genuine faith, God, that, that they would have the ability to lead their children into healthy rhythms and patterns of life, and that, God, as they do those things, God, that you would bless those homes, God, that they would be the head and not the tail, that they would be above and not beneath, and God, every time that they apply these parenting principles from your word, God, that it would prosper in their children and in their home, and that, God, you would make ways where there are no ways, and you would do immeasurable more than any of them could ever think or imagine, not because they're at power and at work, but because you're at power and at work in their homes, because that is a God-fearing, God-loving, passionate home that is instilling those things in their children. I pray you bless these families. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. 